Decked the house with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Gone we now are gay at Paris, fa la la la. It was about 2,000 years ago in a farm, not like you would be used to in America or in the modern world. Let's go back and think about what the Bible talks about as the manger. This manger you might not have ever heard of. This manger you might not have ever heard on a Christmas before. This is not the common manger I'm talking about. This is not the manger you're even thinking about in your head right now. But in this manger, something spectacular was happening. Oh, it was very important. It was just unnoticed to everybody else. Even to our modern times, this manger has no real significance. But I tell you and I submit that it's very, very important. And this Christmas, I want to talk about a different kind of manger that you've never heard about. There was a mama giving birth in this manger. As she bellows out the sounds of pain, and maybe just one or two people were helping with this birth, Something was being born that had lots of hopes, ambitions, and dreams for this baby that was being born. But it wasn't a common baby. It wasn't a baby that you who are under the sound of my voice even know about. Oh, you think you know where I'm going, but you don't have a clue about this manger. And it's a real one. And as the life screamed out from the pain and the separation from the mother started to happen. Maybe some swaddling was put around it to clean it up and some fresh hay was put down to make sure there was a spot for it. And as the father looked over to the son, he said, son, I don't know if we're going to be able to keep this. I will try and keep it but if not, we're going to have to sell it. And we have the buyer already. He's trying to get the funds to come and get it. This is all of our work for the year. This is everything we put into this. We have to get a good price for it this year. And as this colt started to walk, it grew. And this year went through the second year. And as the buyer never showed up, nobody ever showed up to claim this colt. The son wanted to keep it, but the father says, we can't keep it. 
We don't even have a buyer for it. Nobody wants it. We can't take care of it anymore. So what we're going to have to do is take it to town. We're going to tie it to a pole. And we're just going to walk away. We're going to leave it. And the son's eyes were filled with tears. And it didn't want to let it go. It didn't want it to have to see it left behind. But the father told the son, I just feel like we have to leave it. We can't keep it. We can't afford it. We're just going to put it in the hands of God and let God do what he wills with it. We did our best raising it. We nurtured it. We kept it. We did everything we should, but we can't provide for it anymore. So this family took this colt to town and they latched it up like you do. And they walked away not asking any questions. A few bystanders saw what they were doing and noticed and thought, man, that's a strange thing there. Maybe I can steal that thing in a little bit. Maybe we can take that colt. But just as they were thinking about all these things, they saw another sight. And if you could think, as these people were walking to latch this colt, to tie it up, Something was happening just down the road. And if we go to the Bible and pick up on this story, in Mark chapter 11, starting at verse number 1, it says, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem unto Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you be entered into it, you shall find a colt tied, wherein never a man sat, loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord hath need of him, and straightway he will send him hither. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door, without it in a place where two ways meet, and they loosed him. And certain of them stood there, said unto them, What are you doing, loosing this colt? And they said unto him, Even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. And they headed back. The next time you see this colt, it's going to be a triumph emphy of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to be riding this colt through the city streets. This colt has no name. This colt has no real history. We just know that this colt showed up and was tied on a spot at the very moment that our Lord Jesus needed it. He sent his disciples to go get this colt, and his goal for this colt that never a man has rode on was he was going to sit on it and make his triumph entry into the city. He chose a colt because a horse was known for war. A horse was something known for battles, strength, but a colt was a beast of burden. It comes from the donkeys, and it's just a burden. It's a domesticated animal. It's with people. It's in a peaceful time. It just burden carries. It carries things. No significance. Nobody wants to ride a colt just triumphantly into a city. They would rather have a horse, a white horse, or a black horse, or a powerful-looking horse, a big beast. But this colt was very insignificant. 
But to the cult, it was not insignificant. The cult knew who was sitting on him. And it was his most joyous moment that has ever happened for this cult. Within the first four years is what makes a cult a cult. And for him never to be rid upon by a man was amazing. And I know I put a story together for you, but I'm not much far off because it would have been born in a manger. Insignificant. Nobody would have cared. Even if it was in a nice fancy place, there's not much care that goes into an animal that's being born like that. And how much more for our Savior? Born the same way, treated the same way. These two beings coming together to make a triumph entry into the city. This cult is like you and I also, my friends out there. Remember this Christmas. You might be just left somewheres. You might be alone. You might not be that important. You've never done any great things in this world. You're just a burden. You just carry burdens. You just work all day. You do what you're supposed to. Nobody ever rides upon you. Nobody uses you. Nobody wants you. But the King of Kings wants you. The King of Kings wants to sit and rest upon you. He wants to make a triumph entry into the city upon you. And this Christmas, I want you to remember this story of the colt. From here on, I want you to always remember the manger, the manger of the colt. And I want you to have a Merry Christmas from Sanctified Life Ministries. I love you and my family here, the Randolph family, all of us love you. And remember, even though the world thinks you're insignificant, even though the world has no plans for you, even though the world has no hope for you, Jesus wants to rest upon you and do mighty things. Merry Christmas and God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast today. I really, truly hope this is a blessing to you. And I'm serious about this. Tomorrow, Today's when I woke up. I started praying, and as I was praying, I was just talking to the Lord, and the Lord dropped us into my spirit to share with you today. It was very feastful to myself to think about it and to put it together in my mind as the Lord was speaking to me. I thought it was the greatest thing I've never heard of before. I've never focused on. And I know I put a story to it, but it's not much far off from what I'm talking about. And if you really think about it, that's what the Lord wants to do to each one of us. Christmas is not just about presents. I know that's fun. Christmas is not about the festivals. I know that's fun. Christmas is not even about people. I know that's great to get with family and friends. But this Christmas, the Lord has pressed upon my heart to get you ready for the baby Christ. The manger. The manger I know I talked about in the last few podcasts about being something that we discredit and put Jesus out in. But it was a fitting place for the Savior. It was a fitting place for the sacrifice. And it's a fitting place for a cult that's never been rode upon by a man. And maybe you don't have a fancy house, don't have fancy job, don't have fancy anything. 
you feel insignificant, life is insignificant. And just like Jesus, because our king knows, and he didn't choose high palaces or great war horses to prove his point or come militarily. He does it subtly in the recesses of throwaway stuff. A manger that's discredited, a, a cult that's discredited, and you and I who are discredited. He chose you and I because nobody else cared about us. We don't care about ourselves, but he cares and he loves us and he chose you and he made you and he created you for a purpose. Don't let ever, ever anybody take that from you. Don't even let your mind steal that from you. Our Lord Jesus loves you. And I want to say Merry Christmas from me and my family. But most important, I want to say Merry Christmas from Jesus to you. I hope you have a truly blessed Christmas this year. And may God bless you and rest upon you in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, I say these things to you. And God bless.